0: remain standing, if you'll turn in your Bibles, please, to the book of Proverbs. If you know where Psalms is, it should be the middle of your Bible, right ahead of that. Please turn your phones off, thank you very much. They'll all go off at the wrong time, which is almost always. Um, Proverbs chapter 22, you know where Psalms is, just open your Bible to the middle, that should be Psalms. The book right after that should be Proverbs. Uh, And want to find Proverbs chapter 22, go down to verse number 6. I'll read out loud if you'll read along with me silently. I will read this together. Verse number 6, chapter 22 of the book of Proverbs. Train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. Now if you'll go to Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Chapter number 15. Matthew, Mark, Luke, chapter number Luke chapter number 15. Find verse number 13, and I will read that out loud, and you'll follow along with me, and then we'll make our prayer, okay? Verse number 13, And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Now, I'm not preaching on the prodigal son this morning. But I am going to pull out right there at the beginning of verse number 13, not many days after. I want to talk to you about that, Daddy. So I want to talk to you about that this morning. See if I can't help you a little bit, okay? Good. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the Bible. Thank you that it never changes. I know everything changes, and somebody has convinced us that you need to change with change. And yet you're the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I change not, you said. And the Word of God does not need to change to keep up with us. We are doing our best, or should be, to just find out what is true and keep up with the established Word of God. Help us, please, as an attack on our families, attack on our marriages, attack on our children, attack on all these different levels, and we're all seemingly running around trying to find out what's going on and what new things coming down the road, so we can maybe that will do the, the trick. I pray, dear Lord, we'll settle in and realize God has got the answer, always has. So I pray you'll let me help these people, please, especially the daddies this morning or those that one day will be, and I pray, dear Lord, I'll be of some help to them. Thank you for all you've done for us. Please bless this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated.
1: Consider the lilies, they don't toil nor spin, and there's not a king with more splendor than them. Consider the sparrows, they don't plant nor sow, but they're fed who watches them grow. We have a heavenly Father above with eyes full of mercy and a heart. May I introduce you to this friend of mine Who hangs out the stars, tells the sun when to shine And kisses the flowers each morning with dew he's not too busy to care about you we have a heavenly father above with eyes full of mercy and a heart full Consider the lilies, and then you will know.
0: Thank you. Luke chapter number 15. Luke chapter number 15, please. Luke chapter number 15. I want you to look at this phrase once again. Now, we're not going to talk about the prodigal son, but I want to pull this phrase out. Uh, Fellas, if you'll help me now. I want to pull this phrase out and use that. Look at chapter number 15 of the book of Luke and verse number 13. At the very beginning it said, not many days after. Not many days after. You know, to reminisce a little bit if I can, It wasn't long ago, Uh, it seems as though it was just yesterday, uh, we were having our first child, Matthew. Uh, Matthew was uh, born and uh, our first child, and yet not many days after that, uh, he's 48, right? 48? And uh, seriously, now hear me out, see if this makes sense. Where did the time go? Where did it go? He was a baby. Now he's 48. What happened to all that? Listen to me, fellas. Hey, listen, in the back row. Ushers, help me in the back row, please. Fellas, got to listen to me, okay? All right, thank you very much. Honestly, it seems as though just a few days ago, I remember we spent some time with him yesterday. We were on an outing with my son. And I noticed, and I thought back, you know how you do in your mind, you go back. And I remember this chubby little boy in diapers (laughs) running through the house, little chubby legs and just... Just gone for all he's worth. And uh, I never thought at that time, he'll become a man. No, he's just a kid. He's just a baby. He'll he'd just be that way. It seems like it was not many days after that, that he would fall asleep. He'd fall asleep on the pew. He would fall asleep in the car. He'd fall asleep at the grocery store. He'd fall asleep, kids fall asleep anywhere. And I'd have to pick him up, put him over my shoulder, carry him in the house, put him to bed, and make sure everything was okay. And I thought to myself, this little boy is going to face this life someday? But I never thought about it. Just let it kind of go after that. Now, then one day, though I used to have to do that to him all the time, one day, it wasn't many days after that, now he's helping his other brother and sisters go to bed, pick up their stuff, make sure they're all right, and then he'd go find himself, go to his bedroom, and then he would put himself to sleep. It didn't say, when did that happen? When did it happen that he went from this chubby little kid in a diaper to all of a sudden he is now this young man helping other brothers and sisters and putting himself to bed? When did all of that begin to happen here? Not many days ago. It seemed like I was helping him to read. That was a big thing in our house, teaching our children how to read. I don't depend upon the public schools to do that. I think that's a mom and dad's job. That's what we did. All of our kids are very avid readers. And uh, I was teaching him basic math and all these other things as a child, as a child, like we do here in our school. And uh, I was doing all of this. And then uh, one day, now he is, of course, grown up, takes care of all of his own finances, takes care of all of his own bills, and uh, keeps a a budget and knows how to work with finances. And actually, now he even has helps other people organize their own finances and get, when did that happen? When did it happen that he went from I had to teach him to now he's teaching others? When did that happen? Now, you're logically going, well, when you grow up, I kind of, no, just follow along with me right now, okay? Not many days ago, he didn't like being left alone. He's scared, like most children. They're very, very scared of the dark and scared of noises and things unfamiliar with them. And I remember one time in particular as he was about, I think he was 12, maybe 13 years old. Uh, we lived in not a real good part of town when we were starting to build our church here. And um, there was a noise outside and I ran outside to find out what was going on. And I didn't know. And I looked around and there was my son standing with me. Dad's everything okay? Like he's coming out to help me defend the home. And I wondered to myself, when did that happen to this little kid? When did it happen that he grew up like that? He didn't like being left alone. And when he used to attend here, a lot of times, now I a lot of times would lock up the the building. Uh, Now one of these guys do it all the time. But my son used to do that all the time. And it's a scary place when it's empty. It creaks. And and, and I've walked out of my office before thinking somebody's in here. I mean, just that kind of a noise. And there was nobody here at all. Uh, At least I hope not. (laughs) And my, my son sometimes would get up and he would lock the place up. Now, what happened to this little kid that was almost scared of himself? To get into the place, he'd walk through all these buildings and lock them up, check all the windows and the doors and set everything and then go home by himself. When did that happen? When did it happen? It just didn't seem like too many days ago. Just like it said here in verse number 13, and not many days. What am I saying? I'm saying not many days ago, just yesterday. Wasn't it just yesterday? It wasn't that long ago, just a few days ago, he was born. And I sat and stared at him. Parents, you know what I'm talking about. And you wonder to yourself, how will they ever make it in this world? Right? I did the same thing actually before we had children and told my wife we're not having children. I grew up in this world. It's a mean place, buddy. It's a mean place. And I thought, why have kids to go through all of this? But I'm glad I changed my mind. And so I watch him now as he takes care of things, and I wonder, when did all this happen? Do you not do that? You sit and stare sometimes and wonder, how will they turn out? What's going to happen to them? It seemed as though he'd always be around. Becoming a man? That kid? Right? Growing up? Handling problems? Going off to college? Becoming a businessman? Seriously? That kid? Not many days ago, he was just that little kid in diapers. Now look what he's doing here all the time. One day, he just it started settling in that things were going to change. My wife is quick to remind me that when my first boy, Matthew, went off to college, I sat on our back patio and cried most of the day. I couldn't believe it. My helper, my son, my oldest, he's leaving me. And that's the way I took it. He's leaving me. You have no right to leave me. I just got you to where you could help, and you're leaving me when I need you the most. I'm a little selfish that way. One day, I had no children. And then one day, I had four children. And then shortly, a few days after that, I had no children again. They're all grown. They have families of their own now. They all have children of their own now. They're all over the place. Mobile, Alabama, one was in Kentucky, one's over here on the other side of town. And they just kind of go their own direction and take care. When did all this happen? When did these things happen? Dad, do do, do, do you not have very many days to raise your children? I know you think you do. You say, oh, but look at their size. Look how little they are. I've got a lifetime yet. But it wasn't that many days ago. That's what I thought. I honestly thought as a dad, what will they always, I always wish they would stay two. That was a great time. It really was. I, the terrible two is we didn't have that at our house. Uh, I thought it was great. And when they became teenagers, I loved that time. I just did. I loved that time, especially when I was with my girls. Boys, I wasn't so crazy about. But my girls got to the place. It was almost like we were on a date everywhere we went. Had a girl on this arm, had a girl on this arm. What guy doesn't like that, right? And so I had these two beautiful girls walking with their daddy in the mall or going out somewhere, going off to church, and, and now they're gone. And now they have their own families. When did that happen? When did it happen, Daddy? One day, not many days from now, your children, talking of work marriage maybe college right move away handle things themselves and you're thinking you don't know how yet there was a day when you didn't but you figured it out by that time it's way too late to start teaching them they're already grown up or not i I, okay they're already of a certain age whether they're grown up or not remains to be seen right and so you watch all of this and you think to yourself they're gone They're gone. You can't teach now unless they allow you to counsel, unless they allow you and invite you into their life and into their home. I'm just telling you, it would be best not to interfere. Even though you're going like, yes, why won't they listen to me? My wife is quick to say, honey, they're trying to prove themselves. Well, they're doing a terrible job at it, so why won't they just listen? I've been down that road many, many times. Daddy, listen to me. I know it's Father's Day like to thank you for being here, and God made you that way as a dad, but the greatest honor, and by the way, I hope you get cards, letters, phone calls, text messages, I hope you get something, or all of those, but I've thought about that, you can have all the cards you want, I can do without them, but you know what I really like, I think what every dad really wants I think he wants when his children finally leave to know they're still living and walking in truth that what you had taught them they're still doing simply carrying on what what if they have different ideas uh, therein lies the problem but we'll talk about that at another time If it's all right with you and I have been married I think July 50 years 50. She was two. I was five. Anyway, <laughs> um, 50 years, a long time. All of our, kids, our youngest is 40. And um, I, I get calls, text messages, uh, cards, uh, and I appreciate that. But I'll tell you what causes me more joy and encourages me more than anything else is when I know my children are walking in truth and doing what their mom and I tried to teach them when they were at home. And so we find out, I said, Preacher, honestly, that's all I want. You know, you kids in here, I think you'll find out moms and dads really don't want that much in return. They don't make you pay back everything that they spend on you, which maybe we should. (laughs) It's a lot of money. I'd be a rich guy. They, they don't do that. All the things they did without, they don't make you grovel. and do. I don't think they do that. You say, then what is it they want? you You think they're so demanding, but what is it they really want? They want to make sure that you can do right in this world according to what they tried their best to teach you. Does that sound like expecting a lot? I don't think so. But time just kind of goes by. Let me tell you, Daddy, some things I think you should know and do. Okay? Can I do that? I've been married uh, 50 years. I'm 51 years old. No, I'm uh, 71 years old, uh, four kids, 13 grandchildren, and uh, have counseled and talked to a lot of people. Been at it a long time. So I think you should give me some leeway to at least listen to what I have to say. Could you do that? I hope that you will. So I want to help you with some of these things there. First of all, Daddy, listen to me carefully. All the responsibility I'm going to put on you, all right? Quit blaming the kids. Quit blaming your wife. You're a man. So let's put, the, let's put the weight where it's supposed to be, and that's on us, right? So let me talk to you about this first. First of all, Daddy, here's something you need to do. Daddy, you need to stay close to God and make sure your children are taught about the things of God. Now, we have a problem in today's society. We send our children to church. How often we've knocked on doors or talked to people and they go like this. I don't want them to grow up like me, so I send them to church. Now, we'll, we'll take what we can get. And we'll do with what we can, but that's not the way God designed things. Turn to Proverbs chapter 22, if you would please. One of our text verses, Proverbs chapter number 22. Drop down to verse number 6. The Bible has a lot to say about children, a lot to say. It doesn't say a lot um, that children, what they should or shouldn't do. It talks to the parents about children. Okay? And so you want to know, well, uh, I don't know anything about raising children. Get your Bible. Stay in a good fundamental Baptist church and learn some of these things. There's no sense going into one of the greatest things God designed, and that's family, with ignorance of, I don't know what to do. I'll do the best I can. Well, it's not working real well in most families. Proverbs 22, go down to verse number 6, please. Train up a child in the way he should go. You see that? When he is old, he will not depart from it. What this verse means or implies is if daddy and mommy daddy and mommy, have been training their children early, Bible use the word B times, early, continuously, biblically, you'll find out as they get older, they'll remember that and begin to adjust their lives to that truth. Do you hear what I had to say? This is what the Bible's trying to teach. But in order to train a child up properly, according to the Bible, several things are going to have to take place. Dad, are you ready for this? Now, I gave you a dad's root beer, and I gave you a big honky, okay? All right? Got to smooth things over right there. First of all, daddy needs to be saved and serving Christ. Saved and serving Christ. No one can teach what they do not know. No one can teach what they do not know. I'm always surprised by people who say, I don't believe the Bible, never read the Bible. The Bible's not true and they never read the Bible. They've never done biblical history. They don't know anything about it. And yet they're dead set on it can't be right, can't be true. So you take that which has proven itself for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, set it aside and listen to somebody tell you what they think. Because they have what, a degree after their name? My son and my daughter-in-law down in Mobile—they have four degrees between them. I don't mean between them, you know. Like I mean, um, he is a uh, what was he? A cyber technology for the government, and uh, she is now a nurse. Uh, just graduated, did her paperwork and all that kind of stuff, and they had two degrees before that. And they're just down-to-earth, everyday people who love their two little blonde-haired girls. Well, one's kind of redhead, isn't she? Pray for her. Not much hope for that one. So anyway. No one can teach what they do not know. Now that's just, that just makes sense, right? So therefore, whatever we do teach is what we're saying we know, and we're going to pass that on to our kids. You cannot train the Bible if you do not know the Bible. And most people get married today. They never, re- they never read a book. They ask advice. You go online. Do you understand what's on there? Anything. And you just that makes sense to me. You've never had a family before. What do you mean it makes sense to you? I've never raised kids. Isn't it a shame one of the most important things you ever do is to have children and you don't get to try it first. Let me, let me try it on these four. If it doesn't work out right, I'll make some changes. No, By the time they have grown up and gone, it's too late. It's just the way that things are. Training them up according to the Bible. If you do not personally, Daddy, know Jesus Christ, and you personally are not living for Him the way you should, how can you teach them to do that? Yet we run into dads all the time and moms. I don't, a five year old, I don't tell them what to do. I let them make up their own mind. <laughs> you make them go to school. Hopefully, you make them brush their teeth. Change your underwear. Getting too personal? But then when it comes to church, you let them make up their own mind. Somehow we've been taught that's a wise thing to do. My Bible says, Mom, Dad, you train them up in the way they should go. But we tell them, well, what would you like to do? Our society has changed this all around. And then dads end up scratching their head going, what did I do wrong? Well, we don't know because we do not know what God expects you. You just do. (laughs) My mom used to say all the time, you don't do as I do. You do as I say. You didn't like that. And your children don't like it. God intended, sir, for you to say what's right and then to live what's right. And then you have the example and the teaching together. But trouble is we have failed so often and got discouraged or quit altogether and tell our kids, I want you to turn out right. Mom and Dad, listen to me carefully. Your children, at least at one time in their life, love you more than anybody else. So you think they're going to listen to me or you when push comes to shove? They're going to listen to you. Right. Right. So is that okay? If they followed you right now, two things. Number one, would they go to heaven when they die? Number two, yes. what kind of life would they leave? If, if they're, live? Live if they simply follow you as a mom and or a dad. Yeah. Now quit guessworking, Quit making up stuff. Just look at yourself right now and say, I think they'll be okay. Are you saying that out of pride because you make a lot of money? Is that what a good life is? A lot of money? Then I don't know too many people in here that's living a good life. <laughs> what, what you want, Daddy, is to teach and train what is right to do. You want to be the difference in that child's life. If your child loves you, they will be like you or generation, gener, generationally worse. I know our society says we're getting better all the time. Really? You sure? I was in, when I was going to college, I know it doesn't show, but I did. Um, We had uh, a fellow there, nice man, nice man, had uh, two boys just out of high school, and I think they were either right, one was still in high school, one was in college. And um, he, he wanted his boys to learn how to be men. Men, he wanted to be men. And what he would do, he sent them to a Christian school. Uh, they went to a Christian university. Uh, he sent them to church. And uh, every once in a while, he would go too. Daddy would. He would do that. And along the way, Daddy was, he was good to them. They had fun together. I mean, he wanted to be men. They'd go rock climbing, rappelling. They would go uh, motorcycling. They would go to sports events. They would do all the I mean, things that boys and men like to do. Okay, you follow me? So all of this seems real right. He'd take them fishing and hunting and backpacking and all that other kind of stuff. And though he would tell them, you need to go to church with your mother. Like church is a woman's thing. You need to go to church. But every once in a while, when I guess there's nothing else to do, he would go to church too. That's actually where I met him. As the boys got older, They also, like their daddy, would show up to church once in a while. When they were little, you need to go with your mom. You need to go with your mom. You need to go with your mom. You need to go to to church with your mom. And once in a while, he'd show up. Now that the boys were grown up, they would show up once in a while. You see what I'm saying? They followed the example of their dad. That's all they were doing. They didn't do that of their own will. They simply followed the example that was set before them. So what am I saying? You keep messing up and not showing up, and you're telling your kids it's not that important. It's just something people do on Sunday morning. Turn your phones off, please. So are you trying to let me know that that's what you want out of your children? Dad? Dad, not mom. Listen to me, daddy. It's time you simply sensed things up and said, it's on me. You're right, it is. God will hold the man responsible for that home. That's God's order. So if God's going to hold me responsible, I need to find out what He's going to hold me responsible for, and I need to try to do that in my life. Do as I say, not as I do. Doesn't work very well. Not many days after, by the way, both those boys out of out of church and not doing right, and things were going bad. Dad did some things he shouldn't have been doing, and and uh, just I mean messed the whole thing up. Doing what he thought was right to do. Number two. Make sure your children get saved early and make sure there's actual change in their life. How easy is it? Yeah, I got saved. You see, you don't go to church, you don't read your Bible, you don't pray, you don't care about things of God, you don't give to the church, you don't do what's right, you don't follow God's commands. You sure you got saved? Going to church doesn't mean you're saved. Can can we establish that? Um, You must be born again. Jesus talked to a very religious, educated, nice man. He was a Pharisee. Actually, he was a teacher of the most strict religious sect of his day and looked at him and said, here's your problem, you you must be born again. He said, how can a man when he's old enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? (coughs) He's thinking logically, naturally, isn't he? He's not thinking spiritually at all. This is a guy who's teaching other people about God. Like a lot of people who go to church. Let me tell you what I think about God. I don't care what you think about God. I want to know what God thinks about it. Let God be true and every man a liar. Why is it we get quiet when there are absolute statements made? We just get real quiet about that, don't we? Like, how can he just say that? Because I just did. Is that Okay. Now, listen to me very carefully here. In 2 Timothy, go there. Do you know where that is? Go to 2 Timothy, way up in the New Testament. 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter number 3. 2 Timothy chapter number 3. I want you to look at verse number 13 and 14. The apostle Paul had become a spiritual dad to a young man, a young man probably in his 30s or 40s at this time, but he still called him his son in the Lord. The Apostle Paul was uh, preparing a young man by the name of Timothy, thus we have the book, Uh, and uh, he's writing to him and telling him some things. He's getting ready to take a pastorate and he's telling him how, things he needs to be careful of and watch out for. And it's called the Pauline epistles. And you find out here, uh, here's what it says. 2 Timothy 3, verse number 14. But continue thou, now this, this is an older man now, even though he refers to him as his son. Continue thou, ready, in the things thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. So we come to find out it was his mom and his grandmother. Paul refers to that in 1 Timothy chapter number 1, that it was his mom. It wasn't his dad. He was a Greek unbeliever. So he turns to mom and grandma, and Paul now is, is finishing up the training on this young man and said, I want you to be assured of what you believe and what you've been trained. What thou hast learned Timothy, you're getting ready to take the pastor. I can tell you and teach you a lot about that. But the scriptures, watch what he says here. Thou hast learned and assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Watch what he says. And from a child thou hast known the what? Holy scriptures. The holy scriptures through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. Timothy was saved at an early age, and mom and grandma taught him, and then the apostle Paul came along. So if you don't have a dad, I did, I, we were not raised in church. We were heathen people. Our whole family was. My sister, who's here this morning, was really bad. Pray for her. Uh, and we, Oh, there she is, wicked sinner. And uh, what you find out is, is simply this. You've got to quit. Thank you. You've got to quit making the excuse, I wasn't trained that way. I don't believe that. Listen to me now. Listen to me. Gotta quit making excuses on why you can't or why you don't think that way. How long have you been alive? Four hundred plus years? I didn't say what you look. I, I, I'm sorry. Um, I, did I, oh, I didn't. Say, did I say that? I did say that, didn't I? He told me what to say. Anyway, you need to get close to God, Dad, and you can't. And you need to, not just for your sake, but for their sakes. You need to understand some things here. He was saved later in life, saved early in life, and now later Paul's teaching him, and he's becoming a pastor of a local church. Timothy. Dad was not involved. That's not God's plan. But thank God he had a mommy and a grandma who said, This is what's right, and you're going to learn how to do it this way. The Apostle Paul comes along and said, you need to hang on to what you've been assured of, the Holy Scriptures, and who taught you those things. It was people in his own family. So we come to find out, my oldest boy, saved when he was four, four years old. That's impossible. How much Bible can you understand it for? You don't understand the Bible. You obey the Bible. When you obey, understanding comes. That's God's design. If you waited until you understood it, you don't have to live by faith. You don't have to trust the Lord. It makes sense to you. I'll do it then. It's amazing how after you start walking with God and just say, well, if that's what God said, I'll do that, how it seems to make so much more sense. And the same thing, my son was saved when he was four years old, and we went to a preaching service. Now, you have to understand, he's four. My first one, he's four years old, somewhere in here, okay? Four years old. We're standing in a church service listening to, I think it was B.R. Lakin. Wally BB. and uh, you don't know who that is. It sounded like an elephant or something, doesn't it? And um, so we're listening to him, and I looked down at my son, and I've seen grown men with a life full of sin and just broken, and they're just standing there like this, all slumped over, like I don't know what to do. I had a four-year-old boy like that. And I looked at him, and I thought, how much sin can a four-year-old boy have in his life? But look at him. He's standing right next to me like this. And the preacher, he's just yelling and screaming about sin and getting right and doing all these other kind of things. And my four-year-old son, he said, how can that be? That's a good question. You see, when your home is about church and Bible and right music and right singing and right living and learning how to forgive and how to get help each other along the way, it infiltrates the child's mind and heart at a very early age train up a child. It doesn't say wait till they get old and make up their own mind. You have a nature that'll take you in the wrong direction. Right. Daddy, you've got to understand. When you got you shouldn't have got married if you're still selfish. Right. You you just shouldn't you don't, because being a man, especially a husband has nothing to do with being selfish. Right. Nothing. You're going to have to set yourself aside and say for the next 40 years it's not about me. Now, when they're gone, you'll have money you never thought you had before. There'll be cereal in the pantry. It's amazing everything that starts blessing you when the kids are gone. But until they are, you might as well just set yourself aside. This is what happens. We've got to learn how to do these things as they grow older. If they're genuinely saved, those children will gravitate towards dad and mom. That's just what they do. That's what they do. Let me hurry with this. Daddy, you need to to get close to God. And you need to make sure your children follow you. Quit sending them places. Lead them places. Lead them. Set the example and say, do as I do. Follow me. Wouldn't that be the right thing to do? Doesn't that make sense? whole lot better than do as, don't as do do as I do, do as I say. One of these days, they'll do what you do and not what you say. It's just the way it works out. Are you saved, Dad? Are you saved? Is it cold in here? Okay. Are you saved? I'm not talking about your, your kids. I'm not talking about your wife. I'm talking to you. Are you. I didn't ask you if you went to church. I'm asking you, are you saved? Was there a day in your life that a change took place in here because of Jesus Christ and what He did for you and you recognize according to the Bible you are a wicked sinner, Okay, how you're living, your very nature is what put Jesus on the cross. Yes. Right, right. We keep thinking I'm not as bad as that person or that person. You may not be. But Jesus said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Right. Right. If this was God's glory, you're going to try to be good enough to get to heaven? Yes. If you're right there, Guess what you did? You missed. See, I was down here, and I, I gave way to that. I was, I was a wicked, bad person. So it wasn't like, I'm not that bad. I, yeah, I was. Yeah, right. But see, a lot of people that are uh, almost there, boy, if I can just do a couple more things or be cut my neighbor's grass one more time or you know, or give him a ride down to somewhere, boy, I'm a really a nice person. You don't go to heaven because you're a nice person. Yeah, right. You go to heaven because you're saved. Jesus is the door. He said, no man come to the Father but by me. If they're not saved, you cannot go. You may be the nicest person in the whole world. You cannot go. Because Jesus doesn't compare you to another nice person. He compares you to Jesus Christ. And everybody's come short of that one right there. You follow me? Dad, God's not asking you to be perfect. He's asking you to follow. Do what I ask you to do and then teach those that are following you. Are you saved? Do you know for sure? Are you serving God? You say, I'm saved, but I'm not doing what I should do. Then hit an altar, tell God you're not doing what you should do, and if he'll help you, you'll start doing what you're supposed to do and start telling your kids. Well, the hard thing for parents to do is, I messed up. Kids, you need to forgive me. Daddy's been doing something that's wrong, and, and we're going to change everything. But if you did something wrong, Daddy, change everything. Just tell the kids. That's what you want your kids to do. Go. My dad used to make me go hug my sisters and kiss them when I hurt them. I'd rather die. (laughs) My dad would come out after he beat me and did everything else, and he'd say, uh, go hug your sister. Dad, shut up and go hug your sister. Okay. Give her a kiss on the cheek. Oh, come on. My lips will fall off. I can't do that. (laughs) But he used to make me do that. Why is it forgiving and asking for it so hard? goes against our nature we would rather do this and be wrong because we don't like doing this and say look I'm sorry especially to our children especially to our children dad quit apologizing for everything that they do or you do if you're wrong and sinful apologize for that tell them I messed up my judgment was wrong I thought it was you and it wasn't I apologize you know you're a human being too you need to apologize for things too are you are you making sure your children are under the sound of the Bible? Do you lead them there? Folks, look, we live right around you. We're right here. I've had people for decades go, I drove by your church for 10, 20 years. I said, why? We're right here. We ain't going anywhere. will not you stop in? That's a big church. It's not a big church. Is it? Is it a big church? Huh? What would you say? Abigail? Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Guy all the way in the back. Number two, daddy, listen to me. Spend time with your kids. You've got to spend time with your kids. You've got to spend time with your children. There are some very well-meaning daddies who are adding to the destruction of their kids because you're using the excuse, I'm too busy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm just too, look, I understand busyness. I really do. But spending a little time with your children is an absolute necessity. A necessity. Right. I read a story one time of a boy who was actually in front of a judge for, um, for, um, wait to um, print printing funny money and the judge knew his dad and his dad was a real well-known man and wrote some very, very difficult papers on a very difficult subject and the judge, he, he, I know your dad and the boy was standing before the judge as a counterfeiter, forger of of checks and things like that and the, the judge said this do you remember your dad? do you remember your dad? Well, he was thinking of, he wrote this book and he wrote on this subject and he's a very knowledgeable guy and he had all this going on. He said that you're, the father that you have disgraced by being here. The boy never batted an eye. You see, yeah, I remember him. I remember him when I was younger. I used to go into his office and he was writing. And he said, Get out of here, boy. I don't have time for you right now. Get out of here. Daddy's working on things. He said, My dad finished his book. He finished there, and I'm standing here. Do as I say, not as I do. When you don't have time for those kids that you made, honey, do something with these kids. I'm sorry, they're her children? No, they're your children. And we need to do something about that. I decided when my four children were little, and they started becoming—well, actually, when they were little. You ever made an igloo? Listen to me. Listen. Keep kids quiet, please. Keep kids quiet. You have to understand something here. You ever made an igloo with your kids? Do you even know what that is? You are correct, sir. And so you spend time out there. You say, but it's cold out there. Your kids will love it. They'll—they'll they'll love it. Now, now I won't do it now. I hate the cold. Yeah, my hands—my <laughs> hands don't like the cold. But when they were little, I determined no matter, listen to me, no matter how little they were, I'm going to spend time with my kids. Do you teach your kid how to throw fo- football? I taught your daughter how to throw football. Just to let you know, because you don't have any boys. Oh, yeah, you do, but he's still a little one. And uh, so, you, you ever do that? Those are things they never forget. Where did you learn how to throw football? My dad taught me. Now, my dad didn't teach me any of this. None of it. He wasn't around. So you say, well, where did you learn all that? You ready? You ready? Good men in the church taught me how to be a man. Taught me how to treat a lady. Taught me what things are proper and what things are not proper. So there's really no excuse. God's got help all around you. That's what you need to do. You need to spend time with your children. Though working full time, when I started this church, I was working about 70 or 80 hours a week spraying lawns. We lived on the east side of town, building a church trying to on the... Southwest side of town, where you're at right now. With all that going on, I knew I had to spend time with my children. You have to determine. I got to make time. I have to make time. So we would go. We used to live down here on Mound Street, across from, was, uh, off Mound on Belvedere. And uh, we'd walk across back before they fenced everything in, made it a cool little elementary school. We'd go over and play basketball. And my son was, I said, Where are you going? I'm going to go play basketball. I said, I'll go with you. They know you're busy and they don't expect you to do that. And when you do, it's very welcome. And making making if you can dribble or not. Just go play with them. Spend some time with them. Now I couldn't stay as long as he did. He'd play pickup games all day long. I, I couldn't do that. But he appreciated his dad. We'd work on the lawn together. We'd work on projects together. I would go to their school things together. We would do this. When you when your kids finally get older and grow up, you can't do that anymore. They're gone. You got to do it right now. You got to do it while they are young. So now that I'm retired, I got all the time in the world to spend with them. Trouble is, they got their own families, their own jobs, their own business. They got all these things going on for them. Now when I've got time. They're busy. When they needed me, I was too busy. No, you cannot do that. Mom and dad, you cannot do that. Right. Okay, listen to me carefully. Business and the world will take every minute of your life if it can. If you let them, they'll take every minute of it. That's right. I got to work again. 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 Right. When your kids get older, they're not going to do this. Oh, well, my dad didn't spend time with me, but he sure made a lot of money working a lot. You know what's missing? They needed daddy. By the way, spending time with your children does not mean taking off on Sundays to spend time. They need to be in church. Do you know where a lot of our young couples learned how to be the right kind of couple? It wasn't from their families, a lot of them. It's from what God said. Taking off Sunday to go to a sporting event Look, I, 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 when I was younger, I used to love to play football. I, I thought I was pretty good at it. Uh, I loved to be defensive type of guy, you know. I always liked to tackle the guy who said, "I'm a runner, you can't tackle me." I'm glad to hear that. Good. <laughs> it's, it's just I, I like to do that. And uh, I, 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 but I didn't have anybody teach me football. But I watched, I learned, and then I would take my kids and we'd go play, teach them how to throw a baseball. How to play? How to play sports? There's nothing wrong with sports, but we're handing them over to people that don't know God. Cuss up a blue streak, teaching them things they should never learn, and we right. say, "Well, listen to your coach. I have a better idea. Listen to your dad. Yes, right. Kids, if dad's not around, you need to you need to come here and be around somebody. So let's go back and play some basketball. Right. Back three years ago, I think it was you who tripped me we were playing we we're playing uh football out on the concrete uh, out behind school and uh i was running and somebody clipped this leg over on this leg and i fell i was 69 years old and i rolled got right back up and uh everybody held their breath preacher you okay yeah i'm not fragile yet and i got back up and uh It's just the boys out there was just like, hey, Preacher was playing football with us. They work with these guys out on property. Some of them don't have a dad. So we teach them how to wear a tie. I had to teach them how to cut a steak. They didn't know how. Yeah, you grab a fork. (laughs) I said, where did you learn that? They were doing the best they could. I showed them how to put on a coat on a lady. So I made one of the boys the girl. <laughs> you remember that? There was the girl. There was the. Were you the girl? No, you were the guy. You were the girl. Yes, you were, Cam. And uh, so they get all giggly. You know how they do that, <laughs> and uh, teenagers. And they had no idea what to do. How to help a lady up the steps or down. They had no idea. What's going on? What is lacking? We're not spending time and teaching what is proper. What is proper. Just learn how to be a, there used to be a word called gentleman. It's a man that knows how to be gentle. Not effeminate. A man. You say, I can pick up that building and throw it. That's not a man. That's not a man. A man is someone who controls himself and knows what is proper and makes himself do that. That's what a man is. So we're teaching these boys, and they don't have dads. In my, my class out back, uh, only two families out of my entire class have two parents. That's a shame. That's not God's design. Now I wonder why I had to learn all of that because of those coming up behind me. So I don't make excuse for my family. I accept it and just say, well, that's the way my life was. God, what do you have for me? And I need to teach my children that. I need to teach them that. And I need to teach these kids here. They don't have a dad. Some of them may not have a mom. We have kids here being raised by their grandparents. God never intended that. There is a right way is what I'm trying to get you to understand. God is not going to change because you decided to. He's just not going to do it. But you'll find out there's a lot of failure perhaps in what you decide to do. But you won't know that until the end of things. How do you know it's at the end of the road you chose until you get to the end of the road? Well, a little late turnaround after that. You don't get another family to try it on now. Again, you get one family. By the way, spending time with your children. You need to get up off the couch. I am so tired. Everybody's tired. The Every, whole world's run by tired people, right? I am not a, what do you call it, a toaster pop-up? Is that what it's called? What's it called? Pop-tart. pop-tart. I'm not a pop-tart. You set the timer. Bing. I'm hot and ready to go. I, I, I don't do that. I hate getting up in the morning. Hate it with a passion. I'd rather hug that pillow and just fall asleep and let the fan blow wind on me and just call it a week, whatever. I could sleep that long, seriously. You said, preacher, but you're not late. You always get up. I need to set an example. I need to do what is right. I need to quit giving into. to that's just the way I am. Right. Two, what does God want out of my life? That's what's paramount. That's what I need to do. And then I can look at others and say, Jikai. did you know how to tie a tie when you came here? Yes, he knew how to talk deep. He just didn't know how to, <laughs> how to uh, tie a tie. Hi, David. These young men around, and to be honest, some of them, their dads just don't know what to do. No, I didn't say your dad. <laughs> just know what to, Brother Chris, how are you, buddy? Uh, but isn't it nice when you have other men around you that God has prepared to fill in those slots that says, that's okay, you go with us. That's not a problem. We'll go out here and work on the property. Are we going to play some football? Okay, I'm not doing anything else. Let's go out back here. God has got it prepared even when things are not the way it should be. God has already filled in all the slots for us to quit saying, well, that's just the way my life is. Okay, I'm supposed to be a drug dealer, a gang member, and a drunkard. That's just the way my life is. You want me to stay that way? I'm not going to stay that way. God has shown me a way out without a dad and said, here, there are men all around you. Follow them. What are they doing that's working? By the way, it's not what you think is working. Okay, the Bible says chasing your children. It doesn't tell you how. So what am I supposed to do? Chasing means to to discipline. So what am I supposed to do? Okay, here's the instruction. Out here is the example somewhere of that instruction. So that's what he does. It seems to be working. And yeah, the Bible talks about that. So I take the information along with the example, and that's what I'm supposed to do. You got it? Isn't that simple. God's got it all figured out. So there we go. So what happens, Daddy? Someday, somewhere. Not many days. Not many days. Those children going to be gone, just the way that it is. And many are living a life of regret because they know they did not do even near what they should have done or could have done. We got so wrapped up in ourselves, we didn't have time to throw a baseball. We didn't have time to sit down and have a meaningful talk with our own children. How you doing, son? My kids used to come to the altar. We never drilled. So, what'd you go there for? You got sin. You know what people's thinking about us when you go to the altar? There, I, we never did that. Never. Never. I would wait. Went to the altar tonight. Yes, sir. Get everything handled. Yes, sir. Okay. You want to talk about something? You let me know. All right. Yes, sir. You see, you keep saying yes, sir. Yeah. All my kids did that. They just came out of the womb and said yes, sir. <laughs> It's not the way it works. You have to train them. I don't think it's necessary. Look, you're going to do what you think. I'm just telling you there is a better way. They're not going to remember how important their dad was when they get older. Your dad's an important man, got a lot of things going on. When they get older and realize what all they don't have in their life because of a dad, they're not going to remember you were too busy. They're not going to remember that. They're not going to remember how much money you made at work. They're not going to remember that. I'm just telling you, they're not going to remember that. When we were at home, and because of the way my mom and dad did, we didn't hardly ever have a Christmas. We had a Christmas, I think, a couple of times maybe. I remember getting Roy Rogers holsters and a badge. I actually went around the neighborhood trying to arrest people. <laughs> that was good. You tend to believe that if your kids have a good birthday... And a good Christmas, they'll love you. Therefore, you go in debt anything for my kids at Christmas time, as though that's what's going to push them over the edge to help them. Even in our own personal family with my kids, my wife's here. A lot of times, no birthdays. We don't have any money. A lot of times, no Christmas. If other people don't get something, we don't have any. We put up a Christmas tree and we had great family time, but no, no gifts, none at all. You tend to believe if you don't do that, they'll hate you all your life. That's not true. Right, right. Yes, but I'll tell you what they never will figure out. <clears throat> dad, why didn't you ever talk with me? Why, why didn't you ever throw a baseball with me? They're, they're going to right now. They can't because you won't let them. But when they get old, they want to know these very, very simple dad type stuff. I was too busy. It ain't going to mean anything. I was making money. It ain't going to mean anything. I was too busy for you. They'll remember that. They're going to grow up remembering these things. Some of the best times that I ever had with my, especially my boy and my girls, was just sitting and talking. I would always give them Bible principles everywhere we went. They would say all the time would go down. You know that reminds me of something. And they every one of them together after time would say, oh, I guess another biblical application coming on. And it bothered me for a while. And it went like this: yes, yes, it is. So be quiet and listen to me. It was Dad teaching everywhere we went. I took kids with us everywhere we went. We go visit a church, take all the kids with us. We'd go shop, take all the kids with us. Go on vacation, take all. Well, we never went on vacation, so um, it's cause of the kids. So we didn't go. Daddy for future Father's Day. I'm just telling you. It's not a fishing pole you want. Not against that. It's not cards with that Hallmark design for you. It's really not what you're looking for. I'm just telling you, it's not. It may mean something at the time, and I like getting cards, and I do. I get text messages. I I do. My son took us out yesterday, and we spent all day together with him, and I enjoyed that. My youngest son, who takes care of himself and everything, calls me. Loves his mommy to come down, and me too. But he's down in Mobile, Alabama. I love doing that kind of stuff. But most of their young life, we couldn't hardly afford clothes or books for school or any of that kind of stuff. How is it they could love us and worry about us and try to take care of us the way they do when we couldn't supply all the stuff? It's not the stuff they need. It's you they need. Dad, they need you. You didn't mean for it to happen, did you? You looked around one day, and I don't know what's wrong with you kids. Go in the bathroom, look in the mirror, and say it again. I don't know what's wrong with my kids. Are you saved? Are you consistent in your teaching? Do you spend time with your kids? Do you take them to church and then teach them and help them to understand what God wants in their life? Then you're not doing the best you can you're just not I'm doing the best I can you're not doing that I'm telling you there's a better way and you're deciding what not to do it then you're not doing the best you can your kids are going to grow up just like that not many days my how they'll fly by I remember when Cam started coming here and uh, he's a little foreigner just a little kid. Actually, him and his brother wondered. They used to get so upset, wondering if they'll ever get taller, because everybody's taller than them. I said, now nah, you're going to be a midget the rest of your life. And they're just little guys. Now they're, you guys stand up. We you please stand up? stand up? These two guys right there. They're not married. They're available. <laughs> you know. Thank you, fellas. Be seated. He just graduated this year from our high school. Very respectful young single mom four kids you'd be hard pressed to find a family that comes to church dressed as neat as those kids right there I don't dress as nice as they do well that's not true But do you understand you don't need everything or you can't use what God has given you and head in the right direction use what God has given you and head in the right direction Quit playing the victim card all the time. I shot somebody, but it's really not my fault. Sure it was. Yeah, you shot him. Yeah, you did. It's your fault. What do you mean it's not your fault? Well, my dad told me I was ugly when I was little. Okay, truth isn't going to help you (laughs) at all. which is pretty good considering I went through 10th grade two and a half times. My wife said, "Hey, don't leave it there. Don't tell me. I, I did. I figured if you can't get through something two and a half times, you might as well just quit, so I did. And then the military got my GED, and then I went to college later on, but anyway. Uh, so what does that mean? You can learn. Yes, that's right, can. You can adjust. You can change. But what are you going to adjust and change to? i got a suggestion. Ready? Daddy, someday, somewhere, you're going to see what their life has become. You are looking forward to that or, oh boy. Which one? Which one? Well, I can help you with this. What have you been investing in? What have you been teaching? What have you been illustrating in your life to them? What example have you been setting? They're going to catch on to some of that. Well, let's just put it this way. They're going to catch on to whatever example you set. Not the excuse you make. Basically, living by your example is what your kids are going to be. Somehow, I think most parents assume, assume, well, they'll be what they want to be. Well, that is true to a point. But when kids are first born, they don't know anything. So we train up a child in the way they should go. We have all these little kids around here on Sunday night, you get all these little kids. I mean, there's every color, every nation you know. I don't know how we've become an international church, but somehow we did. And they uh, they all come here. And uh, they're all just running around acting like everything's fine. This is all they've ever known. You said, how weird is that? All you know is the world. You don't know anything about the Bible. Right. Right. And they seem to be content That's satisfied with what's going on. Aunt June, I think, my mom's sister had 12 kids. 12. Yeah, it makes your eyes big, doesn't it? Wow. 12 children, 10 boys. I loved going there. We had a great time. Then we got to the place where we can't afford kids, so we're going to have 1.2 kids. Maybe a parrot or a monkey, we're not sure. Right? We have families in here right now have five kids, four kids, and right on down the line. It's pretty exciting, especially when you realize the example, the teaching, the fellowship, all the things that have given them everything they need. When I say live a good life, I don't mean live in a wealthy part of town. I'm not necessarily against that. But is that what life has become? Who has the most stuff? then I guess you poor people just can't be happy. (laughs) I guess you poor folks don't stand a chance of raising kids. No, that's not true. You're right, it's not true. Not many days. Spending time with my son yesterday and his kids, and at times I'd watch him walk on, two little girls. Forty-eight years ago 48 years ago you never intended for time to pass by like that did you if you don't on purpose do certain things I, I'm not saying this because he brought somebody Jordan Larell is great I don't know how he does it I don't think he sleeps <laughs> he don't sleep does he Abigail? go I, I never I, I don't know a guy like this I don't change diapers He'll grab the kids and say, I got it, Abigail. I, I, I didn't do that. I'm thinking, what a guy. Who wouldn't want a guy like that? Ooh, here. I'll take him. You know, this is what he does. He watches over the kids. He works endless hours. He helps everybody. I mean, Jordan helps everybody. I'm not just talking about him. Many of you do this. It's just, I like Abigail. So, And I think to myself, well, first of all, see, he had a mom and dad. Good people. now Abigail wasn't that way. No dad in the home. Mommy, illegal alien. No, and so, <laughs> and then she comes here, and because of the ladies that were here, she learned to be like that. So there are examples all around you for you to stop saying, "I don't know if that works." I don't. Know. Right there's a couple right there. There's another couple over there. There's another couple right there that didn't grow up with all the advantages you think you need to raise a good family. You don't. Are you saved, Daddy? Are you teaching your children? Are you setting the example? Are you spending time with them? I mean, quality time. Sometimes just fun. just fun time, you know? Go ride a bike together. Go and bounce a basketball together. Teach them how to bounce a basketball. Quit letting somebody else teach them everything. Teach him how to throw a ba- baseball. Threw baseball with my dad one time. My life's full of sad stories. <laughs> my dad, my dad, he worked in a place called the Highlight a long time ago, and uh, he was a the bartender there. And it was it was really a far bar, fancy place. And my dad would be there a lot, and he became a drunkard. And and my dad one day, uh, he never played sports or anything with us. And one day he said, "Go get your glove. Let's throw a baseball." All right, I ran, I was about, my dad was still home, maybe eight, nine years old. And I went out and got a baseball glove and gave him one, and uh, I stood out in the street. I think he planned that for me to stand in the street. Anyway, I'm in the street, and I, I and he threw me the baseball, and it went right between my legs. He cussed me out. But that's okay, we're going to play baseball. Not the first bad words I've ever heard at my house. So I grabbed the baseball, and I threw it back, hit him right in the head. cussed me out against last time we ever played together. Seriously. But I can throw a baseball. I know how to play baseball. I know how to play sports. I didn't say I was good at all that I know how. Well actually I am really good at a lot of stuff. But so quit using the excuse my dad never neither did mine. Timothy did not have a daddy in the home. Or he had a daddy in the home, but he was an unbeliever. He was a Greek and he did not believe in Christ. Mommy and Grandma are going to do the best they could to raise a young man. Then Paul entered in and took over from there. Do you understand? Dad, I got this great card. You can have all the cards you want to. If I know as my kids got older, they are following a very similar, if not the same, path. That's all I need to know. Man, I'm going to heaven after that. I can leave here with that. Daddy, how you doing? Work has taken all your time, hasn't it? And then when you're done, you're too tired to do anything. I think if I was you, I'd make some adjustments. Because when they finally get there, and you say, what is wrong with you? You never spend any time with me. First of all, you shouldn't talk to your dad that way. That's that's disrespectful. You don't hold your parents accountable. God will hold them accountable. But dad, you ought to examine your life and the example you're setting. And decide, what are we going to do? Why don't you come to church tonight? Why don't you learn what is proper? Why don't you learn what God wants you to do? While you're learning, those behind you should be learning. And when you do that, one day you'll look around and go, no, he's not 48. Yeah, honey, he's 48. I don't know. I had him. (laughs) 48? That's old. My kids are older than most of this church. I don't just feel old. I know what you're waiting for. I am old. <laughs> but when I look at that, it's hard to believe this little chubby kid in diapers I used to carry around is 48 years old. James is like, what, six one or something? Great guy. Great guy. My kid. Kind of like his dad. Uh, anyway, um, Daddy, you going to stay the same or make some changes? I'll tell you when it's going to come home to roost. It's one day they look at you and go, you're the one that taught me that. Was that a good or bad on that day? If you're not sure, let's make some changes now. Get saved. Teach your children. Watch them as they change. They're not changing. Something's wrong. Play with them. Spend time with them. Enjoy them. Share with them. Don't set this aside to help them. You're not helping. You're hindering. Understand? Happy Father's Day. Let's pray. Father, thank you.